listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. Chapter 19 The Court of Morg Kolonash It is yesterday. The Great Leopard towers over me far larger than one of her kind should be. Her fuchsia eyes gaze down into mine searching for something. Her cowled dark cloak ripples as the wrappings surrounding her body rustle and billow in the jungle winds. She leans down, her face close to mine. It is beautiful and fills me with dread. I fight all my urges to look away and instead meet this visage with my bold, upturned chin. I have explored and strayed from the firesides, and now the wilds will claim me. You are lost. She purrs in a voice that seems to creep around the trees through the very earth and wood. <laughs> and, and you, you are, are found. found. I, I shall, shall call you Firebrand. My name is Firebrand, she says calmly and steadily, and I know it is the truth now. Come and, and meet your family, Captain. They are waiting. The leopard is speaking to me in my own language, but as she leads me through the overgrown stones to a huddle of tents, songs emerge from her in languages I have never heard. All I know is that this one is strong and I want to stay close. So begins the second of my lives. Three other cats emerge from the tents. A fully grown snow leopard, a yellow jaguar, quite a way older than me, and a blue tiger, maybe my own age. All three have painted spots upon themselves in vibrant fuchsia, blotting out and obscuring their own markings. Welcome to, to the, the Court, Court of Mog. The Grey One purrs. Firebrand, this, this is your last home. She then says something to the others, words I later learn. Greet your brother. The cats all give a soft roar as Morg kneels and picks up a pestle and mortar from the fireside. Firebrand. She motions for me to get to my knees, which I obediently do. Did you know that panthers are just leopards whose black spots have grown so large that they cover the whole of their body? No. I didn't. Well, you are about to become so much more than any base-born leopard wandering these jungles in search of prey. If you are to join us, you shall become a divine leopard of the court. She dips the pestle into the mortar, which I now see is filled with fuchsia paint, reaches out and daubs a large, uneven circle upon my bare chest then dabs a spot in the middle. It looks like an eye. You, you have, have begun. begun. Now study, study Stardancer's body. 
and see to your own. She passes me the mortar. I nod and begin dabbing at the stuff with the pestle. The blue tiger, no, I see now, the blue divine leopard kneels in front of me and gestures to his spots. Star dancer, help him. The blue one reaches out a tentative paw to guide my own as I clumsily imitate those patterns. Stardancer's eyes are on me, golden as sunfruit and sparkling. Thank you, I say as my dark fur is adorned and I become what I am supposed to be. Tonight, we shall feast, says Morg, looking down approvingly. And tomorrow, we shall move on. That sounds good. I say in Sawahi, the language of my former nation. I am uncertain of what else to express. I want you to drop that filthy panther dialect, Mork says again quite calmly. You owe your family this hallowed court at the very least that much. From now on, you listen to us and you speak as we do. In Lorash, the common language of lepers. I am uncertain of the leopard word for yes, so I simply nod. We eat roasted quagga that night. I am absolutely famished and guzzle down bite after bite of this juicy meat, filling my empty belly, so unbelievably glad to be in a place of safety. Days pass. Stardancer and I have moved closer to one another. I learn my new language from him. He and I tussle like I have not been allowed to for many yesterdays, in ways unbecoming to a to a divine leopard of my age. But there is something about the way he moves that confuses me. The clothing is delicate and feminine, with the flowing drapery of a dancing female. But his posture does not match that. Even the scent is mingled and uncertain. Girl or boy? I ask, clumsily. Morg is nowhere in sight as we sit in the glade. Tiny glowing golden motes drift down from the canopy overhead. Girl and boy. She says, his voice wavering, then qualifies. Boy. Girl, boy. She and he looks at me intently and says many words that I am unfamiliar with, screwing up his and her face in frustration. Mother, she. Pointing away to the camp. Firebrand, he. Pointing at me, and finally at her or his chest. Me. And then says the panther word for... They. They. I repeat... The leopard nods, raising to their hind paws. They push me over and stride down the hill in a way that absolutely marks itself as male, the same way I have seen them move up to now. 
there is a turn and they look into my eyes and begin to dance alone surrounded by tiny lights as though the sky is softly raining embers I am transfixed the dance is feminine and elegant not one I would expect from a boy it tells me the story of a catan that knows something nobody else will believe They finish their dance, and their stance changes. Somehow they are masculine again. They stride back up the hill and fix me with a searching look. You like girls or boys? They ask. Something about the emphasis on like makes me stop and consider in a way I never have before. Where I am from, panther males choose to mate with one panther female and have cubs. This is how love works. But now I think about the friends I tussled and fought with yesterday, and how I felt then in ways I was not able to begin to even question until this moment. Even if they were deceitful panthers, though with Morg out of sight I begin to wonder simultaneously if the kind of cat they were made them really that bad. All this is very confusing, and Star is still searching my face intently. Well? I think I like girls... and boys, I reply. And it is as though a weight has been lifted from both of us. Stardancer smiles with relief before pouncing upon me in play. We roll down the hill to the dancing spot, kicking out at one another with our hind paws. I wind up underneath them. They are heavy for a leopard and for someone who can move so gracefully when the mood takes them. I win, they say with a flourish, then run their rough tongue up my left cheek. Stardancer. Morg's voice rings out. Are you teaching your brother to fight? I can fight! I protest from under them. Push them off. Morg insists in the old panther language I now dislike. For when we meet other cats, vile and sinful, you shall have to fight for your life. Push them off. Push them off. Now. Push them off as though a panther was pressing down upon me. I grit my teeth and try to force a roll. Stardancer remains planted and will not help me move. Their face has become fixed. I am now frightened. I push and strain and fight my way free, kicking around until my right forepaw comes loose. I twist and scurry out, suddenly brimming with disgust for the panther that was pinning me down. Morg nods and descends towards us as Stardancer flips upright. <laughs> Good show of strength, my shiny one. The elder purrs. Now, strike him the way I show you. A sudden pang of fear grips me as Stardancer bursts in and slams two pads into my chest. And then two more at my neck. I feel coldness there and drop to the leafy floor as helpless as a kitten. Morg kneels and nods sagely. You see? You let your guard down. You must be a much, much better fighter than that. For me. 
She stands and kisses the top of Stardancer's head. I shall teach you to be faster, stronger than you ever thought you could be. He cannot ever be as fast as me. I lie there, soaking in embarrassment, unable to get up and prove that I can be that fast. It is a later yesterday. My, My children, children, says Morgue, standing haloed in blue moonlight as she spreads her arms to create a great shadow for us to nestle within. It, it is, is time, time I told Firebrand about the world outside, the place we rescued him from. Do you recall that moment? Yes, I reply. I was looking for, uh, I am not sure how to say adventure in the language of leopards. A path of frightening joy and surprise? He was looking for joy, she repeats. So, would he have found it? The other cats shake their heads. Of course not. Of course not. Just an early, quiet little death. And to be fed upon by their fangs. Where is joy? Here! 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 My family purse. With your mother, that is absolutely right. Stardancer, do those tigers want you? Were you safe with them? Star looks down and shakes their head. Oh, that's right! They abandoned you. For whatever reason, they decided you were deficient. And do you know what that was? I... No. Star stammers. Whatever it could be. Whatever you were that was so wrong or so disgusting. To, to them, them. I, I forgave you instantly. So you see, Firebrand, I don't just protect you by chasing away all those vicious cats. I also accept who you are. I overlook your flaws. And I tutor each of you diligently, lovingly. I make you the most powerful version of yourself that you could be. Focus you until you shine. She moves aside, and the moon beams down upon us. We shut our eyes reflexively until she moves back. I'm not sure I can express in simple words how much I love each of you. Oh, Firebrand, you have swiftly earned a place in my heart. Soon, you must secure that honored position by pledging to keep this family strong. I will, I say. Words are easy. You must follow up on them. I promise I will. It will require you to claim your power, to exert it over other cats. I to return my love to me. 
I do love you. Swear it. I swear. Swear it. I swear. She kneels beside me and draws me to her breast. The electric energy around her makes the fur at the back of my neck stand up on end. I disappear inside the folds of her shroud. I am aware the other leopards watch me hungrily. I love you, Firebrand, she whispers. And I want to help you find that joy that you seek. You just have to trust me. I do, I murmur. I do. My paws grip at her sides, and I feel adored. I do. It is a later yesterday. When Stardancer and I spar, I feel explosively alive. I have found my own dance with them. The yellow leopard, Cade, is definitely too slow for me, but he hits hard, and I prefer fighting the blue one. When Star catches me, the speed at which I drop satisfies them. It is strangely better to lose in this way than to simply experience the pain of being struck with a paw. The snow leopard, white flower, is very quiet and quick and uses two curved daggers. She is older and leaner and only employs blunt wooden training effigies of these knives when we spar. All too often I end up on my belly underneath her with both blades pressed into my throat. And this is when they will kill you. She whispers before letting me up. But when Stardancer and I face each other, that is when my movements are the least clumsy. I can read their gestures like a treasured favorite story, which changes and becomes more complex with every retelling. I am challenged and compelled, diving and ducking away from those skillful pads. When it is quiet, when our journey stops and Morg is spending more time than usual resting in her tent, that is when Stardancer and I talk. Pantherlingo has been abandoned now. It is all leopard speak. Our most treasured moments occur in the silence, when we find a secluded spot to lie together, feeling comforting warmth. The shadow of Morg seems to drift away then, and I entertain the notion of the two of us departing. I quietly voice this to Stardancer, and feel them freeze beside me, stiffening in abject fear. No. They hiss. You haven't been listening. You still don't understand. The cats out there are evil and savage. I have seen them kill one another with my own eyes spilling their precious blood upon the leaves mindlessly, barbarically, wastefully. Out there is the domain of that base mentality. We are only safe as we thread through the land together. We must stay close to our mother. How did all this get built then? I challenge, pointing over their shoulder. 
Before us lie the ruins of what may have been an ancient cistern, water now running through it unshackled, an abundance of moss overgrowing the craggy curvature. But we can still make out the immense stone shape of a tiger's head. How could they arrange the stones like this? Harness the waters with such ingenuity, if all they did was fight murder. That was in the long yesterday. Star sighs. Mother talks to me at length about when the world was younger and civil. How the great cats of old used to walk about together in miracles of stone and wood that would stretch as far as the eye could see. Their tone darkens. That was before those yesterdays crumbled. When the greed and avarice of those ancient cats grew so potent that they tore one another's throats out instead of extending greetings. That was when the true beasts emerged. Barbaric cat-eaters. None more loathsome than the tigers. They spit this last word and rub at the painted dots on their arm. Now our land is covered in these cannibal felines. All we can do is journey from safe spot to safe spot and keep Mother alive to protect and guide us. She really is the most important thing in all of creation to you. How could she not be? How could we, as barely more than cubs, compete with that age and wisdom? How old is she? She says she recalls an age when we walked only upon all fours. A tingle runs down my spine. That has to be a lie. Mother has never lied once to me, and I have no reason to believe that she would. I'm not going to give up on this dream. If I must hold it in a secret part of my heart, and only you are to know about it, I will see this world upon my own journeys. Star shakes their head. You are a foolish leopard, and you will die swiftly. Where will you journey? Tell me. I've heard tell, I say theatrically adding layers of beckoning enthusiasm to my voice. Of deep caves, sunken temples, high mountains concealing every manner of mystery. I purr in their ear. I wish to walk there and smell those scents, explore new places, and find traces of those who dwelled in these spots before. I no longer need to sell them on this. It is coming quite naturally, and I wish to go further. To stand in spaces no cat has ever stood. Find out what is beyond the beyond. Stardancer shivers at my words, and I start to wrap my arm around them in reassurance. This makes them stiffen and spring up in alarm. You are deluded. They say in a tone of sympathy rather than accusation. But I dearly wish your fantasies were real. Hmm. You know, she's real good at making us think only about today. I ponder. We should not speak about her this way. Stardancer snaps. She needs us. They get up and trek back to the encampment. I follow. Morg beckons us into her tent where she lays under a thin blanket. The right half of her beautiful face hidden behind cloth. It has been, she says with effort. Far too long since I properly fed. She looks at leopards blue and white. You know 
what you must do. Cade must remain to guard me. Take Firebrand with you. been listening to episode 19 of Panther Soul, The Court of Morg, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Morg, performed by Maya Cerise. Stardancer, performed by Theo Lee. Whiteflower, performed by Debbie Morse. Cade, performed by Karu Nagisa. And Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make your decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Arcadia, Vadodora, and Ghost Story, performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Witch by the Sea, composed and performed by Darren Curtis. The Feywild, Jungle Ruins, Dinotopia, Lawkeeper Grove, and Glimmerwood Grove, all ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you too. Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skeels Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century ebooks and audiobooks.